So hello and welcome to the First Baptist Church Podcast. Um, I'm Peter Hill. I'm the First Baptist intern. Uh, let us now bring on the other host, Pastor Mark and Pastor Chris. Hello, hello. Hello. And today we actually have a very special guest, Pastor Ron Wigan. And welcome, Pastor Wigan, to the podcast. Pete, good to be here. So, Pastor, before we dive into the discussion, can you please give us a brief testimony of how your relationship with Christ began? I was very privileged and I'm very thankful to have been born to godly parents who, from as far back as I can ever remember, took me to gospel preaching churches and I got to hear the word the word of God, I got to hear the gospel of Christ, got to have that reinforced by my parents at home and when I was about seven years old, well I was seven years old, I accepted Christ, responded to an invitation uh, in a Sunday evening service on Palm Sunday uh, when I was seven years old and accepted Christ as my Savior. I don't remember anything about the sermon that night. All I remember was I did not want to go to hell and that uh, trusting Jesus was the only way I could escape going to hell. And so I accepted him and over the years had spiritual ups and downs, but uh, the Lord's never turned away from me when I've strayed from him. He's chasing me and brought me back in a close walk with him. And so I'm very, very thankful for that. And um, Yeah, that's good to hear. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Pastor, for sharing your story and your relationship with Christ. And now uh, I'll do a little, another lightning round of questions just to get to know you a little bit more. Uh, short, fun questions, uh, but very knowledgeable. So Pastor Mark has answered most of these beforehand, so we'll see if he's right. Uh, do you yeah. prefer coffee or tea? Neither. Neither? What What, would, what do you prefer? Water, uh, juice, little Diet Pepsi. Water. <laughs> oh, there it is. Ding, ding. <laughs> uh, what is your biggest pet peeve? Um, people that uh, claim to be spiritual, but they don't. Uh, they don't follow through in the way that they want. People that use the Lord. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Use. yeah. That's a good distinction. Um, Would you prefer a vacation in the mountains or a vacation in the city? Any place away from the city. (laughs) Mountains or beach, either one's good country, but not in the city. How can that be a vacation? (laughs) And uh, last question, um, a controversial question. Is a hamburger a sandwich? If you eat it on a bun, it is a sandwich. Interesting. If you don't eat it on a bun, then I guess it's no longer a sandwich. It's a cube steak. Hmm. Very definitive. Very definitive answer. Very definitive. I did a little research on this Mm -hmm. to tell you. And uh, a sandwich is anything meat, cheese, stuff in between two pieces of bread. And it said very specifically for a light meal. (laughs) And a burger was uh, something that had a ground beef patty that was either fried or grilled. Interesting. So you can still argue sandwich or burger, but you generally don't eat a burger for a light meal. Meat between bread is the general definition. <laughs> it qualifies. Well, what about if it's like a, a tofu sandwich? That's that's not you meat. just said sandwich. I know, but he said it's not meat, so it's ah, not a sandwich. That's peanut butter and jelly. Tofu peanut is, butter and jelly. Whoa. Tofu is not food. <laughs> Touche. Touche. <laughs> Very good. So now we know even more about Passion Wiggins. So <laughs> maybe too much. We'll see. Uh, let's see what we have to look, uh, people have to look forward to in this podcast. 
Uh, we're actually be going over Tom Rainier's I Am a Church Member. Uh, we're going over the first few chapters of this. But before we dive into that discussion, uh, let's take a look at what a church member is in respect to our church, along with the reasoning as to why the church went to such a focus on this book. So Tom Rainier's I Am a Church Member uh, is a book that basically goes through six different things describing a church member. Today, we'll be covering chapter one, a functioning church member. But first, what is a church member in respect to our church pastor? How is one admitted? A person can become a member of First Baptist Church by, uh, first of all, accepting Christ as Savior. We have three major requirements before somebody can be a member of the church. Mm -hmm. They absolutely need to know Jesus Christ as Savior. Uh, They need to be scripturally baptized by immersion following that that salvation. And they need to be in general doctrinal agreement with the church. Uh, Mm -hmm. Major doctrinal issues. There may be, you know, maybe issues that you may have some different opinions on whether you know what the big toe on Daniel's image is and things like that <laughs> but uh, but general doctrinal agreement with the church um, how was actually one removed from church membership uh, people can resign their church membership if people show a lack of interest in, in the church or if, if they move away from the area and mm-hmm. they're just not part of the church mm-hmm. uh, generally after a a period not not super clearly defined, mm-hmm. but after a period of time, uh, they would be moved to the inactive role by action of the church. And if over the course of the next year uh, the situation doesn't change, then they are are removed from the church membership at that time. There also can be steps of church discipline where somebody can be removed from the, the church membership as well. All right. So why do you think it's important that we go through this book as a church? Um, I, I purchased the book probably a year or two ago, mm-hmm. and it kind of sat on my bookshelf for a while. You know, a lot of, all of us have probably have books we don't get around to yes, reading sir. right away. But uh, uh, last summer I picked it up and began going through it and uh, was just impressed by the information in the book. Uh, As you know, I'm looking at retiring in the summer of 2018, and I want to do all I can to uh, prepare the church to go on Mm -hmm. to even bigger and better things in the future. And I felt reading this book, getting it in the hands of our board members, getting it in the hands of the people, uh, could be a a real help in, in regards to some of that preparation. And so far, the responses we've gotten have been have been very positive. That's good. Um, do you feel like this, people might feel that this is an in- indictment against them or some criticism against the people of the church? I don't believe so, but uh, if the shoe fits, put it on. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't intended right. for that purpose, but it's to lay out biblical truth, and there's nothing really in that book that is no. is not based squarely on Scripture. Right. And if a person is, mm-hmm. is not doing what they should for the Lord, then yeah. the Holy Spirit can, can use the truth from that book and, and the scriptures to hopefully motivate people to yeah. Yeah. grow in their walk with the Lord. None of us are, are fully what we ought to be in our walk with the Lord. Oh, yeah. We always it's ought true. to be growing and changing. Yeah. And so challenging somebody to grow, I don't see as being a, an, an indictment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so as we move into chapter one, it, it talks about a functioning church member. And one of the, the key illustrations that he uses is how um, a country club membership and a church membership are differ. Um, so if you can, I, what, what, are one way, what are some ways that those differ? Well, a person joins a country club looking for the perks mm-hmm. and the entitlements that come along with that membership. I put up so much money, and what do I get for that? Do I get to play golf? Do I get to play tennis? Do I get to... Uh, uh, use the swimming pool, what kind of locker room facilities do you have, different things yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. He's not looking for a coffee bar. He <laughs> Unfortunately, I think there are folks that do join churches with some of that same mentality. What mm-hmm. can the yeah. church do for me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what can it do for my family? And, and while you, you do have a concern of, what a church is how's a church going to minister to your family one of the main things is we when we come to know christ we're saved to serve mm-hmm. and yeah. we come into a church to serve and, and as, as far as being a, a member of the church body it, it, it's the parallel that you have is is given in first corinthians 12 and where it talks about us being part of a a body mm-hmm. And if part of your body's not functioning yeah. the way that it should be, you've got you've got problems. Got issues. And if part of our spiritual body's not functioning the way that it should, it holds the church back yeah. from mm-hmm. being all that it really could be in yeah. in Christ's eyes. You guys got anything to add to that? No, that's good. No, he did yeah. a very good job. Uh-huh. Uh, so why is it so important that everyone is involved in the church? Every member has to function, mm-hmm. and we all have different spiritual gifts. Nobody has all the gifts. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, people have different gifts, and if if somebody's holding back on the using of their gifts, then it it, it cripples the body mm-hmm. to to some degree or other. And so right. it is important that we all be function. And and the purpose of the gifts very clearly defined in First Corinthians twelve is for the building up of the body, mm-hmm. not for exaltation of self, right. but building up of other people and building up the body, the edifying of the saints. So, Pastor Mark, Pastor Chris, what, what would you guys say to the person who is involved, doing a ton of things, um, and, and starting to kind of feel a little maybe even burnt out, being maybe too involved, if that's such a thing, or even to the person who isn't involved at all? Yeah. All right, um... <laughs> Well, looking at uh, individuals that may be very involved and those that may not be at all, encourage both of them that we are, you know, members of the same body here and we need to work together. And uh, I think that they could understand that there needs to be a balance here so that we don't get individuals to the point of burnout and uh, that uh, there's also a benefit for those that maybe not be doing something as much that they could be benefiting. When God uh, instituted the, the church here for us and is talking about uh, us being a member of a church it's not just because just because i mean th- there's a reason for it and and i believe that it helps and allows us to experience the fullness of this christian life as much as possible here on this earth that uh, i'm not going to experience the christian life the way god intended unless i am serving as pastor said we're saved to serve mm-hmm. uh, not saved to get fire insurance and sit back and you know, just enjoy life as much as we can until God comes back. But to actually go out and be uh, an encouragement to other 
people, and I think it was in Thessalonians 5.11 said that, you know, we need to be out there encouraging and lifting up the body. Uh, and so God says that we need to do it. Yeah, I, th- I think that because everybody is part, you know, every member has a as a responsibility, I think that would guard against the burnout of, you know, uh, some individuals. So mm-hmm. I guess to the one who's not doing anything, we could say that there, there's a reason why you need to be here. And one of it is uh, for the good of, of the whole body. So uh, our responsibility uh, is actually to one another, that part, part of my ministry is actually ministering uh, with other people. And in a sense, we're, we're, um, when we don't do our job, um, someone else is pulling our weight, mm-hmm. so to speak. And so I, th- I think there's a call, uh, a bit of a, a weight, a bit of responsibility for all of us to recognize that um, God, God does expect us to, to be involved. And, and that the how of being involved looks different for everybody. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, in our life group, we kind of talked a little bit about, about what that meant. In, in uh, Tom's book, he talked about one out of, a three out of ten, or was it one out of three, or what was the statistic he gave of one out of three? One, I think one out of three. Mm-hmm. And some of our people thought that was uh, was low, <laughs> um, but uh, and I, I don't know if it's low or not. But um, one of the things we talked about too was this defining though what it, what it means to be an active mm-hmm. or a functioning yeah. church member. Uh, so, for instance, does does it mean that everyone has a a you know position in the church. So if you're not a Sunday school teacher, or you're not uh, a director of something, like somehow mm-hmm. you're not, you know. So we think about some ladies in our church who, who uh, their ministry is is prayer and card sending. Yeah. We talked about this before, but yeah. um, I've come to realize there there are more of those ladies than I was aware of <laughs> that are doing that yeah. uh, consistently and in kind of in the background and. A lot of people don't know they're doing it. Uh, are they a functioning church member? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Yes. Absolutely. And so sometimes I think our definition of functioning revolves around either a visual mm-hmm. or or positional uh, jobs, uh, elected jobs, things where people are, are visible, um, and just recognizing that there are things that are happening around and not even in the walls of the church that are still part of the church. So not every part of being a member is ministering in the, the, the walls of the church, but to the church. Um, so I guess maybe a definition of a functioning member could, could be. Can I ask a follow-up question? Is is you're saying that I'm playing devil's advocate here a little bit, but, uh, Okay, so there's people that pray and there's and all those kinds of things. I, I'm the church member that uh, I give my money. Okay, so that's how I am an active member. I, I give my tithes so that the church can use it to do things. How 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 should we respond to that kind of a of a mindset? Is that good enough, if you will, as far as a church member to come be at the services? And the way that I serve the church is by giving of my money. I guess two things. One is that that I think that is a way that people mm-hmm. can serve the church is by giving. But if the attitude towards the giving is there, I did it. Yep, I paid my membership. Right, yes. right. It's, it's a motivation that attitude. Is, of it. That is the that is if if that's the attitude. Sure. If it's I don't have the capacity to do anything else at this time. Sure. 
for various reasons, then the heartbeat behind that is this is what I can do. Sure. And so that's if that's the heart, then that's one thing. If it is in any way, shape, or form, there I did it. Now I can somehow check it sure. off my list. Gotcha. Yep. But same is true for any other position too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they say there I helped with the food pantry, I did my Christian service for the month. Well, that that that, that heart isn't isn't right with the Lord either. And so, um, I, I appreciate that. That's a good illustration. Um, Maybe we could probably give other ones yeah. too. I guess yeah. what I'm saying it's not just yep. money, but sure. Um, so yeah, I guess it gets to the heart, which we can't judge that. Then that, that's that's on on yeah. them. But um, it is to say yeah. that it is a, it is a hard issue for sure. But in relation to church and country club, I think that's one of those yeah. very important defining factors sure. is, is around the membership because I pay for those services, uh, yeah. kind of a thing. So as it relates to church, it's important to understand the distinction of our giving is, you know, give with joyous hearts, God says. Sure. So, yeah. yeah thank I you. think that, that serving comes with sacrifice. So if you're, yeah. if, if you're actually sacrificing, giving something up, um, that is a symbol of serving, is yeah. to sacrifice, to, sure. to be humble, to put others before yourself. And so, yeah, yeah maybe giving is your sacrifice. I was um, going to throw the same caution out that Mark did, that we need to be careful that we think that because somebody's not doing something right within the church program yeah. that they're not serving. Mm-hmm. They may be very involved as far as being the church out in the community, yeah. Yeah. Uh, modeling Christ in front of their neighbors and their co-workers and sharing the gospel as they have opportunities and things like that. And so we, I think we need to be careful when, when, when we look at other people Mm-hmm. I think we need to look at ourselves mm-hmm. before the Lord. What, <laughs> right. what, am, yep. what am I doing? Am I doing all that I yes. can do? And a fact of life, in fact, I just shared this in a, a devotional with the toolbox ministry the other day. Was Jesus said, uh, we need to work in the day because the night's coming when nobody can work. Mm-hmm. And a fact of life is um, sometimes we slow down and we can't do all the things that we used to be able to sure. do. Right. So we better be doing what we can do while, we can. while we're able to do that. Yeah. And at some point, we, we may be in the position where we're giving other people an opportunity to minister to us. Sure. And there's not a whole lot we can do. I think of my mother. She got up in years. And honestly, she, she wasn't able to do a whole lot. She had had uh, several significant strokes that affected her personality and, and everything else about her. But one one conversation we had, she was having a very lucid moment, and she was kind of wondering why the Lord was still leaving her here. Hmm. And she, one of the statements she made was she thought, well, maybe the Lord's just leaving, leaving me here so you can love me. <laughs> uh-huh. I said, you hit the nail on the head, Mom. I said, yeah. when we were babies and couldn't do anything for you, you you loved us, took care of us, yeah. and now we have an opportunity to care for you and to serve mm-hmm. you and to love you, and that that's an important thing. But we need to we need to do what we're able to do for the Lord as we're able to do it. Yeah, that's yeah, good. That is. Uh, why why do some people see church membership as optional? Um, any comments on that? Well, I think that, uh, number one, church membership is not a requirement for salvation. No Mm -hmm. place do you find that in in Scripture. Uh, 
Secondly, the church is not perfect. Mm -hmm. Sadly, there are a lot of people that have been hurt very badly in local churches that uh, have not function really in a a Christ-like fashion. Mm -hmm. Some folks are wary about getting involved again. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people are are involved in in a church, attending a church, and they're not in full doctrinal agreement with the church. They're in agreement on Jesus as Lord and we're saved by grace through faith, but there may be some issues even like the security of the believer that they're not Mm -hmm. in full agreement. So Mm -hmm. they, they love the Christian fellowship and they love the Bible teaching, but to be honest, they they're they're very uh, good as far as uh, not saying they believe something they don't believe. Mm-hmm. They they go along with their convictions. I think there's all sorts of things that people uh, have affect them in this this day and age in which we live. So, so Pastor, just to follow up on that, so. Um, I mean, I, I, we we know that there are people currently in our church who who that's that is their situation, the doctrinal harmony. Um, ideally, though, uh, what 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 is the if we believe in church membership is important, and I know you do and we do, and um, what 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 might be the best course of action for them? Well, one of the things that I hope is that uh, you know we love those people. Yeah, they love the folks in the church. They sure. love the church, and we keep consistently teaching right. what the Bible says about all all biblical truth. Right, the whole counsel of God. We keep preaching church membership uh, as part being something that is important. Right, and then we're patient with people. Yeah, uh, and I, I we're in it for the long run. You know, the Christian race is not a sprint. And I think even as the church, we're not in a sprint. It's a marathon. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a place for being patient with people, letting mm-hmm. God work in, in people's lives. Yeah. And I could give illustrations of situations where uh, just being patient, it, we've seen remarkable things happen. Yeah. And I can also think of some illustrations where uh, I think of one couple in my church that I pastored out in Iowa, how the the wife came out of a liberal church, and for a while her husband could not understand what was taking her so long to get out of that church and get involved in a good Bible-believing church fully. Well, then after she she got involved, she joined our church. I got to, I had the thrill of baptizing her. And then she couldn't understand why her husband wasn't getting fully involved and so forth. So it's easy for us to get impatient with other people. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm thankful the Lord is patient with me. Yeah. And sure. one of the things I want to do is be patient with other people. Right. And, you know, just, just show the love of Christ right. to people. I think that's the most important thing. Okay. Good. We'd like to thank you for listening to Chapter 1 about a functioning church member, and just be sure to tune in next time when we'll be covering Chapter 2, talking about a unifying church member.